What's good, everybody, and welcome to the session podcast. And we back, and we and back. I am one half of the hosting squad here. I am Jay from the great state of GA. He is. And this is your boy Trey from the VA. I just said it as a joke, but it's starting to stick, so I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> hey man, you can't you can never go against the people. And the people love it, we're gonna ride with the people. Man, just talking about that, man. We just wanna say thank y'all, man. We've been getting so much love and feedback. Time. Uh it's just funny that this started as just an idea that we were just gonna just do as something fun to pass the time. But right, this is right. actually kicking off. Got some good news right before we started recording, so I'll let yeah. Jay talk about that. Yeah, we official, we major. We we live, we lit, whatever you wanna go with, that's what that's where we at. Okay? Your boys are now officially on Google Podcasts. So um for those of you guys who have a hard time accessing SoundCloud, everybody got a Google account. Um you just go to Google Podcasts and type in the session podcast. It's that easy. You know our logo, you'll see it. The session podcast on Google Podcasts. And uh check us out. Share us with your friends. Um, tell your mama, tell your cousin, tell tell everybody about it. We want everybody to get on there. Our goal is we're trying to hit a hundred. We want to hit a hundred of people subscribe to it by the next podcast. And we believe we can do it mm-hmm. as long as we got our loyal fans out there. You guys who got that first episode this week up to 50 uh streams. Yeah. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. We love you guys for that. Um Moving forward, let's get into a few things. How was your week, brother? Man, it was pretty good, man. You know, uh, kind of dealing with this celebrity life like you touched on a little bit, man. <laughs> Managing, uh, just so y'all have a little bit of insight on the behind the scenes. Um, I do majority of the Instagram work because I specialize in Instagram, and Jay does most of the Twitter work. And just interacting with the fans, I shouted this out, has been the highlight of my week. Um, but mainly, man, we just been getting stuff ready for this podcast, man. Um, another thing we want to add... Uh, just keep in tune with the social media because we're going to be posting, we're creating a YouTube channel because from moving forward, we're going to actually have a video of our podcast along with the audio for those who actually want to see our interactions and all that stuff. I'm going to be posting a link uh, in order for us to get the custom URL or ULR, I forgot what it's called, URL, URL. I believe. Yeah. Uh, we need a hundred, just like for the podcast, we need a hundred people. So like, um, even if you don't want to like listen loyally. We just need you just to subscribe so we can get that going. So uh, this week's been pretty chill, though, man. I'm going to be doing more of the same. How about you, man? Man, I ain't going to lie to you. This past week was pretty cool, man. Um, spent a lot of time with my son. Um, my family left on Thursday, so they, they made it safe back to Atlanta. And um, during the blackout, you know, I know me and you kicked it during the blackout. You came <laughs> over, kicked it uh, with the family and... We ate at Jerk Sauce out in Hampton. And I had it three of, more times this week. That was off LaSalle, right? <laughs> yeah, off of LaSalle for yeah, those man. down in Hampton, man. Jerk Sauce off LaSalle. Check it out. We had that for lunch. I had the um, uh, 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 Jerk Alfredo. It was really good. Um, my fiance Sierra, had the oxtails with the rice and peas. I had the oxtails and mac and cheese. Oh, man. That joint was slamming. Mm-hmm. And then later on that night for dinner, um, we got Bowman's Soul in the Wall. Which was really good. I can't remember the street. It's off Armistad, right? It's off of Armistad, yeah, right near the uh, near Spare Times and uh, the Walmart in Hampton. So for those in the Hampton Roads area, those are two great black-owned really restaurants. Go check them out, man. Definitely, definitely. And if y'all want to sponsor us, we'll take it. Right, tell them we sent you. <laughs> tell them that as well. Tell them we sent you. If you go to Bowman's, you go to Jerk Sauce. Tell them that the Session Podcast sent you guys out there. I ain't saying they're gonna give you a discount or anything. 
But hell, who knows? Maybe they'll become a sponsor for the show. And if they become a sponsor, we get free shit and we get to give you free shit. So think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, let's jump into it, brother. Um, we're going to start off, of course, with the coronavirus. I mm. feel like it's always important for us to give an update with what's going on and where we are. Um, the total amount of cases in the United States right now is 3.3 million plus, uh, meaning it's probably more than that. But um, at the time that it was reported, which was July 12th at 7 o'clock, it was definitely 3.3 million um, cases. Uh, as far as deaths, we're now at 134,943 people have died from the coronavirus um, in the United States. Um, for those of you guys, if you've had someone who was included in that number, um, we definitely salute you. We stand with you. Mm-hmm. And um, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with you guys. Um, we don't want anybody to die, especially from you know this virus that kind of came from out of nowhere. Um, so... Please, if, if you've been affected by the coronavirus in any kind of way, um, definitely um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on IG, man, and tell your story. Because who knows? Your story may save someone else's. Um, and once again, our Twitter handle is the session nine. Our Instagram, the session underscore seven five seven underscore. Don't forget that last underscore. Um, but moving on from the national coronavirus pandemic. No. We get something even weirder. So last week we got up here and we talked to you about how they were having Corona parties in Alabama. And some of you guys thought we were playing, but we're right back here at it with you. Um, San Antonio, Texas, please come to the front of the church. Um, So apparently out in San Antonio, Texas, um, a 30 year old man. Notice I said man, my fault. A 30-year-old grown-ass man mm-hmm. uh, died at a Methodist Hospital in San Antonio. And from what they're reporting, he attended a COVID party, much like the one last week. The thought is people get together to see if the virus is real. And if anyone gets infected, they get money for it. So <laughs> apparently he won. And in winning, he lost his life. Um, I never like to joke about I never like to joke about uh, people dying from Corona, but come on, man. Like, what, what do y'all expect to happen if you guys right. keep showing up to these parties where people are actively trying to get coronavirus? Man, like my father used to say, man, like there's two ways to find out the stove is hot. Either you can just listen to me and believe me when I say the stove is hot or you can burn your ass. It's one thing when you're burning yourself on the stove, but this coronavirus, man, it's taking lives. Y'all really got to take this serious. But, you know, for the past few weeks, We've created a nice little trend, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't know be a Corona update <laughs> without talking about the greatest state. I say sarcastically, Florida. Oh God, <laughs> man! You know they have a brand. They set a single day record of fifteen thousand three hundred new cases in Florida, man. And it's people are still trying to go out there, be at the beaches. Um, I saw an ad that they're getting ready to reopen Disney World. Yep, Disney World about to open. Like, it's just like, have you seen the meme where it's like somebody sitting inside of a burning house and they're like, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> That's literally what Florida is right now. And it's just it's just sad because like people are, can't get over their own ego enough. Oh, just you, mean, to, you mean the governor oh, can't yeah, get over governor. his own ego? Yeah, man. Because he's still sitting there 
trying to pretend like his house isn't on fire right now telling people that uh they got it under control and that everything is gonna be okay but you know like most of these idiots it takes one bigger idiot to decide that this is serious and uh the bigger idiot being our commander and peach for the first time <laughs> in public view this man wore a mask yeah yeah the man who told us that it wasn't that big of a deal and that we were gonna be okay and um the guy who actively is on record saying you know it's the kung flu you know making jokes about it and shit and now all of a sudden he's starting to take it serious but see i want to take it a step further because see he pops up with this mask all of a sudden and now your boy Joe Biden then popped up out of nowhere and he's kind of like, wow. So wait a minute. You told us for the longest that this virus wasn't real. Mm -hmm. And it took you four months to finally step up and put a mask over your face and realize that people weren't just out here making shit up about this uh, about this virus. Trump, for the longest, resisted to wear a mask, even in public and even was taking jabs at uh, people who he saw wearing uh, a right. mask out in public. And now look at him up here wearing a mask. So for those of you guys who uh, follow behind Trump and feel like, you know, Trump is the greatest thing since sliced bread and his word is the Bible, he's now wearing a mask. So please wise up and put a mask on your face. But even though this man is wearing a mask, please don't believe the hype. He is still the same man he's been since he's been elected into office because him and Betsy DeVos, who is over the Department of Education, are both pushing very hard, even threatening cutting some funding for schools who don't return to face-to-face -face interactions in the fall. And man, like we were watching one of the interviews earlier today. And the thing that like, it happens in every White House. Let me say that as a disclaimer, like people avoid and dodge questions, but like, I like the Trump administration needs to write a book on it because we were watching this interview and Betsy or bet what yeah Betsy was just avoiding the question at all costs like they'll be like the simple question is what happens if the virus picks back up again are we going to close schools go back to remote education or are we going to keep it going and she did everything but answer that oh yeah she was out there dodging that shit and she like it was just it was just ridiculous man and it's just it's just a shame that we were we felt so comfortable shutting down everything when the cases were in the thousands right and now here we are like i like we said at the beginning we broke three million and they're like hey let's send them back to schools and, the, and it's really frustrating especially us being educators we our contract started at the end of this month it was in a matter of a couple of weeks and we still don't know what's going to happen and it breaks my heart that my students have been reaching out to me asking me hey what's going on with it and i honestly don't believe we need to go back face to face because we're sitting over here people still getting sick and it's a lot of young people who are getting this now like um what was the stats that we saw earlier talking about the kids who were getting it uh coronavirus yeah because I like, don't believe the hype kids can still kids can still get this virus and that, like and the one thing that like you know when we keep thinking about these schools we keep automatically our brain jumps to like teenagers those middle school high school students but have you ever tried telling a, a child <laughs> to sit down right. keep your hands to yourself because I, my heart goes out to those kindergarten, kindergarten. first grade right. second grade teachers who those students run up to them give them hugs want to touch their friends and do all this stuff and you can't explain to a child that, 
hey, we can't do this because of this. And they're not going to understand it. Yeah, wholeheartedly. And I think the biggest um, issue that a lot of people don't see right now is um, is actually being advised that we don't send all of these kids back at the same time. And in that interview with Betsy DeVos, and of course, you know, you can find the you can find the video, of course, on our Twitter page mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it. Um, the biggest issue that I take with it is no matter what they asked her, her, her answer was, um, I'm not sure, but kids need to be back in school this fall. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest issue with that is even with the CDC recommending that we don't put all the kids back in there, she's still trying to advocate for it. Mm -hmm. And one of the <laughs> other major issues that I have is if you're going to reach out there and say, hey, we need all kids back in school. You better have done your research and have a plan for us to uh, to, to implement to get the kids mm -hmm. back in school. How can you be the secretary of education and have no idea how to bring these kids back in? I mean, everything should have started with you. Right. You should have sat down with the leaders and with the medical expert experts and said, hey, how can we make this happen? But that's not the case. And the biggest issue with her herself being in this position is. One, she's never attended public school. Right. Two, her kids have never attended public school. She does not have a degree in education. She's not qualified for this job. She got the job because she's a businesswoman. She got the job because she was a businesswoman who probably donated a lot of money to the Trump um, administration. And I just really think it's it's getting to that point, guys, to where we talk about getting Trump out of there. It's, it's time for us to stand up and get her out of there because she's right. ruining education. And on top of that, to go even further, like the thing that's just even more sickening about it is that like she keeps taking the approach like saying that the kids aren't learning during with remote instruction. Granted, I do believe that students will have a bigger success rate with face to face interactions, but we are we have to adjust to what's going on and the reason why there was so much confusion going into this school year when we had to automatically just drop what we were doing and go to online is we literally had a turnaround of a weekend to right. change our whole class course and talk and, and adjust it to meet the online criteria but even though like like me personally being a person that i believe in the keep, keep it simple um, method and is my it? whole thing is like with band, teaching band, it is so much easier teaching in person. But if I have to do remote just to keep my kids safe, I will put in the extra work. I will get the extra resources to do what we need to do to keep our children safe. Because the biggest problem with America right now, and that like even when you look at your states like your Texas's and your uh, Florida's, the biggest problem with us right now is that we're so we're in such a rush to get back to normal that we're making things worse for ourselves right we just need to literally just stay still and just let us do what we need to do if we would have done what we needed to do months ago where literally every person in america gets a certain amount of time period to stock up on everything you need for two weeks and just be isolated for two weeks we would not be where we are right now we'd be in a bit bigger a much better place than where we are and being that like you know at first when this first came out it was just like oh this isn't gonna happen to us but this week alone i've had five different friends who tested positive for covid yeah this is real right. like this is not a joke at this point and we're sitting here talking about putting our kids back into this and on top of that like even with some of these plans if we have these face-to-face -face interactions with students once school starts it keep it doesn't help the teacher 
Like they're talking about split the, the population, having some kids come on some days, some kids on another day, but the teacher has to come every day. Right. And at the end of the day, say if a kid from the A day has the virus and passes it on to me as a teacher, and then I meet with my B day students and I pass the virus on to them. And then like it's just it's it's not it's defeating the purpose. Well yeah, but the other issue I think that they don't think about in things like that is um, as an educator, you know, our situation is a little bit different in a sense when you teach band because usually when you teach band on your hallway is you and the chorus teacher. Mm-hmm. I know for me at my school, it's me, the chorus teacher, and ROTC. So mm-hmm. it's four of us on that hallway, which is not as bad. But if you go further down to some of the uh, hallways, say for inst- instance, we have a blue hallway. In the blue hallway, I believe it's 16 16 classrooms on that hallway Mm. and it's 16 when you go upstairs above that one so if i'm on that hallway and i'm in classroom number four and i see that the person in classroom number five has caught corona and we have to stand at the doorway to watch these kids i have no idea if that person has passed this on to me so now you could potentially be looking at eight out of those 16 teachers being out at the same time, then what do you do? Because I guarantee you, it's going to be really hard to find substitute teachers this year that are going to be willing to come in that building, not know any of the kids or any of the people of that building, and sit in classrooms for a day, especially when they're not trained on the protocol of how to teach within this climate or this environment. And I know that because we ain't trained on how right. to teach within this climate or environment. So um, I definitely feel like we... We're not ready. Um, I know for my people in Georgia, uh, you guys go back to school within the next three weeks. So, man, I'm really praying for you guys. And I know that the nation will be watching you guys to see how we should tread or if we should even move forward with the uh, with uh, virtual school or in person. But um, sticking to the theme of school and um, trying to get back to that norm. The University of North Carolina football team uh, just wound up pausing its um, workouts. Apparently, 37 student athletes, coaches, and staff tested positive for corona. Um, it's, it's, it's just difficult. Um, it's very difficult because football is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. You have to touch each other. Even if you don't touch each other and you're just doing workouts, if I'm the quarterback, I'm throwing the ball to, to if we're, even if we're talking college level, if I'm the quarterback, I'm throwing the ball to at least 10 or 12 different guys, mm-hmm. and those those different guys are touching the ball. And I know you're thinking, okay, well, if I'm wearing receiving gloves, then receiving gloves, you have to use your bare hands to put those on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the issue comes in play. We're trying to rush to get back to football. I mean, we've noticed that uh, the SIAC, the CIAA, and the Ivy League has decided not to play football at all this fall, which I think was a great idea. I not mean, just football, fall sports. Period. Well, fall sports period, mm-hmm. correct. And I think maybe we should visit either playing sports in the spring, or maybe just waiting this year out and trying to move forward from there. Now, I know the argument is in waiting that year out, those guys that are seniors miss a whole season, and it becomes hard for them. You know, those guys who are going to the next level. But what I argue with that is. You got tape from your past two, three years mm-hmm. that you've been playing in college. They do a whole NFL combine. They do a whole NBA combine, summer league. 
in which they take a look at you. And if you're good, if you're if you belong there in the league, trust me, they'll come and find you. Mm-hmm. That that won't stand in the way of it. But what I do hope to see is that more of these conferences decide, hey, we're not gonna play football mm-hmm. because I'm sorry guys, but playing football isn't worth risking your life. Not at all. And same with school, period. Like just tying it all together. Like at the end of the day, if you just look at things like if you test positive, you it's mandated that you had to just stop what you're doing for 14 days. And it's, it's just not worth it. Like there's so much, so much can change in 14 days because that's not, I don't know what plans people have with their jobs, but like taking off for 14 days, that's going to hurt your pockets. And then on top of that, hospitals are reaching capacity. Yeah. So like, it's just do what you need to do to stay healthy. Do what you, if you do have it, please stay inside. Like, I know it's tough. I know lack of human interaction is tough, but you don't want to be the reason why somebody else gets it. Right. But moving on to um, moving on from Corona, um, let's talk about the movement, man. And uh, <laughs> a big thing happened this week. Okay, what's that? And <laughs> Trump kind of showed his ass a little bit. Okay, what happened? Um. For those who don't know, uh, they painted a Black Lives mural oh, yeah, on yeah, the streets yeah, yeah. in front of Trump Tower. Okay. And um, when they painted that mural, they were like, everybody came together to put this thing together. And then on top of that, to make it even better, the mayor was out there with them doing it. Right. Mayor Bill de, uh, de Blasio. Mm-hmm. And Trump gave them shit like we i listened to this phone call that he was talking about he was like so many people are outraged so many people are outraged by this everybody wants to talk about black lives matter why are you putting that on the streets like it's just you're trying to prove you're trying to tell everybody that you're not racist but in the same time you say stuff like this like i if i had a chance to ask the president one question i'd be like what exactly is your problem with that mural man look and i'll tell you what's interesting about that after they put that mural up um literally um right after that there was a big clash between black lives matter protesters and all lives matter protesters and from (laughs) from what i'm hearing it it, uh it, it resulted in a shouting match a screaming match from um what i saw no one was hurt which is fine um, from what most of the reports say, though, it just led to a whole lot of all lives matter people screaming "fuck you" and all lives matter um, at the people who were out there painting the ground. Mm-hmm. I just um, I feel like it, it was funny when I first seen it. Um, I thought it was hilarious to put that right outside of Trump Tower. I just hope it that was petty. That's what it was. But that's what I was gonna <laughs> was say. I just petty. hope that with with the mayor that. Um, that he actually supports Black Lives Matter. And I hope that he wasn't just doing this as, hey, this is a moment for me to, you know, get off at Trump real quick or to, you know, to piss off Trump. I'm really hoping that he supports the movement. And if he wanted to piss off Trump while supporting the movement, I, I gladly support that too. But let's just make sure that you're not using us as part of your agenda. Your platform, yeah. Um, moving on, um, we've been talking about a lot of statues and it's just like statue news at this point man and so uh just an update in virginia alone they took down two more monuments since we last talked um but on top of that we're not just these confederate statues are being taken down but some (laughs) other statues are being taken down um for starters uh 
Melania Trump, for those who don't know, that's First Lady of the United States. Uh, she has a, a a statue back at her in her home country of Slovenia, and on Colonizer Day last weekend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they set it on fire. Yeah, I think it was the face. <laughs> they set her face on fire on the yeah. statue. And it, I, in a way, I kind of feel bad for her. I don't. Hear me, hear me out. Hear me out. You can tell by their interaction that she's there for the money. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. She's only with Trump. Like that, you can tell that she has no connection with her. And then, like, if you just see her reactions of some of the things that he says, and like just some of the things he does, she's trying to support her husband, but it's just really unfortunate that you're supporting an asshole who's racist, sexist, and all this stuff. But, like, you are the company you keep at the end of the day. And, like, my mom always used to tell me, be careful the company you keep because it's going to be a reflection of you. So, yeah. uh, part of me, like, is a very, 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 very small part of me that feels bad for her. But at the end of the day, it's kind of funny at the same time. Well, I guess for me, it's interesting because why did they build a statue of her? Yeah, she hasn't what, done anything. For what? Like, I'm not understanding why like, a statue was made of her. Wasn't she just like a model before she got married? A model, and I believe a um, adult entered, I want to say an adult actor or something like that. Um, but I don't understand why there was a statue made for her for to begin with. Um, and from what I read in that article, I believe they said that the person who sculpted the, um, the statue was actually... Um, I believe I want to say a guy from Kentucky who just happens to live over there now. <laughs> I don't know what his fascination was with Melania Trump, but I mean, hey, I guess. Hey, well, shit, if they're giving out statues for being a model and an adult star, I might have to change my price from that first question you asked first me week all, one about that only first of all, please do not. Get, I'll take a statue. Don't, don't look, man. Don't get dumped. Statue. Don't, don't get dumped. <laughs> statue don't, don't, let the podcast, <laughs> don't let the podcast ruin your personal life, man. <laughs> it's not worth it, bro. I promise you, you do not want to be up on the phone tonight trying to defend like, yourself. Hey, I'm so sorry. Right. It wasn't supposed to Crying. happen. It's a nice statue, though. No. <laughs> oh, man. But before we... Uh, but now, now that we're going to keep moving, um, one of the biggest things that I saw on Twitter, I was on Twitter the other night, and mm. I happened to see that Goya was trending. And when I seen that, all I thought was, because my fiance is Puerto Rican, so, you mm. know, we eat a lot of beans because that's what she cooks. And and when eating those beans, they're usually Goya beans. But when I clicked on it, I didn't see a new flavor of bean. I didn't see a new recipe. A new flavor of bean. I didn't see that (laughs) that the price was lowered. I didn't see anything good. All I saw was that the Goya CEO said that he supports Trump. And he thinks that Trump is a great leader. And that we should be happy to have them. And after that, all I saw was boycott Goya <laughs> and Goya away. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be real with you. I hope this doesn't happen. But have you noticed it's been a trend that anytime some of these people who are support Hispanic him? that support him, yeah, within the next month, him, her, or their family is yeah. deported. Like, Bro. I really hope. Oh my god. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand people whose races have been put down by this man and then you still have people within that race still supporting him yeah like what's it from uh who who who, what's the girl that got uninvited from the cookout candace owens yeah well she's been she's been advocating for him for a while and although i agree with nothing that candace owens says um 
I respect her in a sense that she's very educated in everything that she says. Yeah, I she give her that. is extremely educated, very talented young woman. I just, I just feel like she's fighting on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. I just, hopefully, one day that queen opens her eyes and and she understands that she could do a lot more damage trying to fight for us mm-hmm. with how um, articulate she is and and her research and what she speaks on and and really advocating for what she believes in. I think that's awesome of her. I just really wish she would open her eyes and see that she's fighting on the wrong side at the moment. Hey, I'm just interested to see what happens when uh, this man is out of office and then all these people who showed their ass. I just, I'm looking forward to <laughs> oh, seeing. Oh, it's going to be a lot of moonwalking, my brother. All right. A but... lot of apologizing <laughs> and then a lot of walking stuff back. Right. But with that being said, y'all, we're going to take a quick break, grab something to drink. So uh, enjoy these ads and we'll get back at you. Yo, yo, it's your boy Trey. Hey, take a moment out your day and follow us on all of our social media and streaming platforms. You know, we're on Twitter as The Session 9. We're on Instagram as The Session underscore 757 underscore. We're also now, as of last week, on Google Podcasts. So just go up on, you know our logo. So search The Session Podcast and we should pop up and follow us and also continue rocking with us on SoundCloud, man. Thanks for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. All right, and we back. Alright guys, so last week we talked to you guys about Vanessa Guyan And um, this week we wanted to give like um, a little bit more of an update on what we were able to find um, Okay, so just to paint this picture for you guys uh, Vanessa Guyan was a soldier down in Fort Hood, Texas Which is the largest military base in the United States And she was being sexually harassed Is what her family is reporting And while she was being um sexually harassed um she reported it and in reporting it it seems like no one took her serious and no one did anything about it and um her body wound up missing and they wound up finding her and i'm gonna talk to you from one of the articles that um i found about it which is the washington post um it says Witnesses saw Robinson struggle with a large plastic box on the day of Guyan's disappearance. Um, They said they found burned remains of a plastic box at the site where they found her body. And where it gets interesting is um, Robinson's alleged uh, accomplice, which is um, the estranged wife of former Fort Fort Hood soldier, Cicely uh, Aguilar, told investigators she arrived at the spot near the river to find Guyan's body in the box before they dismembered it, um, attempted to burn it, and then buried her remains encased in concrete. Aguilar was arrested and charged with evidence tampering. Um, Guyan's remains were discovered. Um, they were discovered, and from what they were saying, um, it was three feet away from wherever they tried to burn her body, which is interesting because they were saying that um, the investigators uh, found uh, the burn box and didn't think it was related to the case at all. They didn't really investigate it, which I don't, you know, I don't, I don't quite understand how, right. you know, how that happened. Um, I'm not the investigator. I won't pretend to be, that's not my specialty. But what I do want to go back to is they dismembered her, they burned her and then they buried her remains encased in concrete. Hmm. Like take a minute to seriously sit and process that. That's sickening. 
They dismembered her. They burned her. And then they buried her remains encased in concrete. Mm. I don't understand how a human being could have the wherewithal to try to dismember a body. (laughs) And then after you dismember that body, have the audacity to say, hey, now I'm going to burn this body after I've dismembered it. And then after Mm. doing all of that, decide to encase the body in concrete. So this is what I'm (laughs) thinking happened. I'm thinking that throughout this whole thing, they were trying to get rid of the body. They found out it's a little bit harder to get rid of a body than the movies make it seem. So they tried to dismember the body. After having a hard time doing that, I feel like they thought, hey, well, if we just burn the body, it's kind of like cremating it and the body will just disappear. It'll disintegrate. That's not how bodies work. Not at all. Right. And so then that's when they got the stupid idea to try to encase her in concrete. Once again, I hope Miss Aguilar is charged to the fullest. I hope she has the hardest time in prison. I I hope she catches no breaks. I hope she does not get out anytime soon. It's that that's utterly disgusting. Right. And I hate that Robinson isn't here to pay for his crime because he took the easy way out and killed himself. It's just a shame, man. Like it's it's moments like that to just make you realize how sickening human beings can be at times. Definitely. And it's, it's just, you hate to see it. And just my, my thoughts and prayers go out to that family. I, I'm speechless on this whole subject, man. Like it's just, and then like the fact that there was three other bodies found. Right, man. And we don't even have IDs on them yet. I don't believe. Nah. Uh-uh. So it's, man, that's just heavy. It is. Um, we'll continue to keep you uh, updated on this case, which it seems like they may be able to wrap up soon. And speaking of people being able to wrap up cases, we still don't have an update yet on what's going on with Breonna Taylor's case. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys who um, may not have tuned into the last episode, we spoke about um, Breonna Taylor's death. We spoke about how um, police were breaking into the home with a no-knock warrant. Her boyfriend, um, unsure of who it was, uh, let off shots from his firearm. The police, once they knocked the door in, let off shots of their own without seeing who was in there. And um, I believe they shot the boyfriend in the leg Mm -hmm. and Brianna was shot and killed. They have not prosecuted those police officers. They fired them, but that was about it. They murdered someone, so they should receive more than just being fired. Exactly. And we're still waiting on that to happen. And it, it I don't I don't care how long we have to fight. We'll fight as long as we have to to get justice. Um, on every podcast, you'll hear us talk about uh, Brianna until we, you know, we get to the bottom of it and find out what's going on. But I'm really hoping Mr. Daniel Cameron comes around and does his fucking job <laughs> and uh takes her murderers to, to, to jail where they belong. I've been seeing that he's been commenting on um, this whole mask situation in Kentucky that they have going on. Uh, masks are very important, sir. But you have bigger fish to fry at the moment. Exactly. We're waiting. We're, it's only but so long we're going to let you use the ca- uh, the excuse of we're, we're just trying to thoroughly investigate the case. It's been a while now, man. And I know you're probably thinking that 
the longer this goes on eventually we'll forget but i'm here to tell you we're not gonna forget we're gonna keep putting your feet to the fire every chance that we get mm-hmm. we said it last week we're coming for you we're gonna let you know we're here we're gonna annoy you right but in some uh brighter news well, not really right. It ain't but bright, brother. <laughs> it's, it's a different tone from dismemberment. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> the NBA has sent their players down to Disney World down in Florida, uh, one of their resorts, and they are being held at this place called the NBA Bubble. And according to Twitter and various articles, the bubble ain't it. Man. on multiple fronts for starters um all of these nba players are going to have to displace themselves from their homes and their families and come down to florida to complete the nba season and what's even more sickening about this because they're trying to keep them separate from everybody so that these nba stars don't contract covid They've been placed in pretty much an isolation with just them in the league. And what's even more sickening about that is that, for starters, these NBA players, the staff, like all the employees of the NBA, they're not allowed to be in contact with their families for about 50 days. Like, they're not even allowed to have visitors until the second round of of the playoffs. Right. And that's crazy. Like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I am out of my mama's house. I've been living by myself now for four years. But I can't imagine going 50 days without seeing my mama or my sister. So, like, the fact that um, some of these superstars, like LeBron tweeted, a few other stars tweeted, talking about how hard it was leaving their families to come down to Florida. And it's just, like, we talked about it the first week a little bit, talking about how Kyrie Irving did not agree with continuing the basketball season. We voiced our opinions on that, saying that we stand with Kyrie. It's just ridiculous the fact that we're trying to isolate these people from their families, displace them from their homes, and put them in a state that has some of the most rises in cases over the past few weeks. Right. Just to have us watch them play basketball. Like, don't get me wrong, I miss sports, but we've been without basketball now since March, and I found other pastimes. So, I don't understand why we're endangering these people. And then moving past that... Some of the some of the basketball players have posted pictures oh my God. of the food that they're getting. And man, if you like, I challenge y'all. Um, we posted a link to all the articles that we've been using for our research on our Twitter. Look at these pictures of this food. Like you, it will make you miss school cafeteria food. <laughs> like literally, it looks like when you're flying on a long flight and they give you those little pe- those adult lunchables they give on those airlines. It it's not it. Yeah, it's bad, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this whole thing is. Uh, I personally did not like that tweet that LeBron sent out. He spoke about how um, leaving his family to get down to Florida made him feel like he was going to do a bid. And it's just like, bro, you asked for this. Like, you were the one begging to do this. You knew what it was going to be when you got there. You knew. But they're doing all of this to play a game man and i don't i don't quite you know i don't understand it it's not you know it's not up to me to understand it's not my job um i'm the anyone who knows me knows i'm the biggest basketball <laughs> fan stan whatever you want to say since That's the 90s is, man yeah. I, I fucking love the atlanta hawks that's my squad this man will have but, three tvs playing with three different yeah games. that league pass <laughs> faithful <laughs> 
watching my Hawks, watching the Knicks. While playing 2K. Yes, I have to. (laughs) But I don't think this was the right move. To me, this makes no sense. What are you hoping to gain out of going down here into this bubble and doing this? Why are you guys risking your health to go down here and do this? For a championship that no one's even going to care about. Right. Because when you win it, no one's going to count it. No one's going to count it. Right. It's kind of like that lockout season that they had. No one cares about that championship from the lockout season. Who won that championship? I believe it was the Spurs that won that championship during the lockout. And most people don't even remember it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It, it To me, this, this doesn't make any sense. And now y'all down here eating these struggle meals. Uh, if you've seen any they of the really Fire Festival documentaries, <laughs> they look like those lunches that Ja Rule was out there feeding <laughs> people <laughs> during the Fire Festival, man. It, NBA is just going out bad right now. And I think what's even worse is, um, I know we hadn't talked about it, but I was just reading an article about the WNBA. They said that the conditions that the WNBA are facing down there are even worse than the NBA. They found all kind of rodents inside the laundry room that the WNBA women are using. And to me, to me, it's just me. I felt like the ladies should have got the better preference when it came to the hotel Mm -hmm. over the men. And not just because that, you know, they're they're women, but I feel like they also should have got the preference because in a sport where the males dominated so much. I felt like that was a great moment to show, hey, we that do still respect, mm-hmm. you know, the WNBA as well. And I feel like they missed the mark on that by putting those ladies in those rundown hotels and putting the guys up there in a better standing. But Well, in a future episode, we should actually dive into that because, like, it's ridiculous that I make more than a WNBA basketball Man, player. Man, it is sad. I, I watched a documentary on Vice where they talked about um, some of the best WNBA players have to go overseas and play in third war countries mm-hmm. for their basketball teams whenever they're not in season with the WNBA just so they can make ends meet. And that is utterly ridiculous. Um, we will take note of that. I do think that's a great topic a great to discuss topic, because so. uh, one that would be even more prevalent would be um, the U.S. women's soccer team, right. which is way more successful than the men's soccer team. Yeah, they still but they're the not getting the, the same pay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they get mistreated. So that is a topic that I think we will discuss. So if y'all have any comments about, like, the just the, the differences between the male and female sports, uh, tweet us, uh, DM us. Just if you have some, some stuff you want to talk about on that subject, hey, get at us. Like, we, we want to – this is a podcast for the people, so right. we're here for y'all. Interact with us. So, moving on um, in this Your boy. tragic comedy that Your we're boy. calling the United States right now. Your man's. He's not my man's. You're done. <laughs> Your son. Kanye West has officially announced that he is running <laughs> for the presidency of the United States. And it gets better. Under the name of the birthday party. Yes. He's not, not a the Republican, Republican, not a Democratic not even independent the birthday party yes sir and in typical kanye fashion there was an article released by forbes that kanye was being kanye and he was just talking he was just talking um throughout this article he was talking about how um First of all, he doesn't really bang with Trump no more, which I don't believe for a second. Right. Um, he also talked about how he had COVID back 
in February. He spoke about how he's never voted in his life. Um, he was talking about that he's okay with siphoning off black votes from the Democratic Party nominee, That's thus problem. helping Trump. Hence the reason why I believe that he's still in cahoots with Trump. Um, he's suspicious of coronavirus vaccine, and he's terming the vaccine as the mark of the beast. Coming from a man who apparently had this virus. Um, he also believes that Planned Parenthood have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Get to the best part. <laughs> and then he envisions a White House organization model based upon the secret country of Wakanda and Black Panther. Like, whatever drugs Kanye West is using needs to be banned. Man. Because this is just crazy. Like, we can't make this up. Like, first of all, he he's he's just pulling a publicity stunt because here we are getting ready for the presidential election and this man joins the late race late right. missing all these deadlines he's not even going to be on all the ballots for uh for all 50 states he, uh, he's not going to be on all the ballots um it <laughs> and the bad part is the person he's been talking about to this to get the idea to do it has been Elon Musk. Who's his vice president. Who is his vice president? Like, yeah, his vice, pre- like, yeah, his uh, vice president um, candidate. And this is the same man who sat on the keyboard and named his child. So <laughs> here we are in 2020 following an idiot in the office with another idiot, potentially. And I pray, look, look, black people, let's just be real for a moment. Remember what happened when all these people were doing the write-in ballots and putting stuff like Harambe or um, even like putting real people like Bernie Sanders and you see where we are now? Please please don't vote for this man because he's not going to win. It's going to take votes away from Biden. Even though like, yeah, I'm not the biggest Biden fan, but he's better than Trump. Right. And we just... Please guys be smart. Like, this... This isn't a joke anymore. Like, it used to be if our presidential candidate didn't win the election, it was just like, oh, it is what it is. But, guys, I, I don't know if I can handle four more years of Trump. Whew. Nah, I don't think any of us can. Um, moving away from this Kanye nonsense, because that's what it is, and if you support that nonsense, um, you, you may be just much of an idiot as Kanye West. Um, let's, let's talk about something um, that I somewhat of a rabbit hole that i fell into um i'll admit i'm still doing my research on um on it but it is something i i did want to bring to the forefront okay so the supreme court is saying that nearly half of oklahoma is supposed to be a native american reservation now that's interesting because as of right now half of oklahoma is not being recognized as a Native American registra- uh, 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 reservation. Okay, so apparently criminal attorney David Slane um, was working on an appeal for one of his sexual assault cases um, and was arguing that his client, who is a Native American, can't be legally prosecuted by the state of Oklahoma because the crime occurred on what is historically been Native American land, which is true. So if you commit a crime, 
on a Native American uh, land and you are Native American, um, you don't fall within the ruling of the United States, um, the United States government. The Native American reservation of which you are on have jurisdiction of you. Hmm. So his argument got a boost after um, the Supreme Court ruled a five to four vote that much of eastern Oklahoma does in fact remain part of an Indian reservation. Uh, well, Indian is what they put in the article. I'm not going to use that. Native American registration. Um, the state has no criminal jurisdiction over that land. And that land is home to nearly 775,000 people. And portions of it is in the second largest city, which is Tulsa. Um, I think that's monumental because right. if they get that land back, and particularly get a place like Tulsa, I mean that, bro. That's a lot of land, <laughs> and considering the wrongs that have been done to Native Americans, just like us as blacks, they should get what they're owed. Um, could you imagine that awkward conversation? Being the white man had to tell the Native American, "Hey, um, remember how we took that land from you? It turns out it really was yours. We're sorry." Yeah. Well, apparently from what they're saying um, is that whenever um, Oklahoma became a state, which was 1907, um, they never officially dissolved the registrations of uh, reservations boundaries. Mm. So essentially, they never sat down and said, hey, this is where your land ends. And hey, this is where ours start. So I'm going to keep following um, all of this that's going on. I think that is very important. Um, a lot of people assume that because we support the Black Lives Matter initiative, that we only care about what happens in black news and that we only care about what happens with black people. And that's not the case, as a lot of our ancestors um, who were black were oftentimes, um, they oftentimes were uh, uh, in relationships, married, or um, just having sex and having kids with Native Americans as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have that in our blood. And I think it's very important that we show them the same kind of respect that they, a lot of them have been showing us as well. Um, moving on, <laughs> I want to get into something. Um, something that really pissed me off. <laughs> um, first and foremost, Terry Crews, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, at some point, you have to learn how to shut the fuck up. And I'll tell you why Terry Crews needs to shut the fuck up. Terry Crews needs to shut the fuck up because this is the same man who was a victim of the Me Too movement. Said he was at a party. He was groped. He felt embarrassed, and he didn't like it. We stood behind him. Right. We said, you know what? Oftentimes, men's story don't get told, but we're going to stand behind you, Terry. We support you, Terry. Right after this, um, Gabrielle Union steps out, and she talks about how on the, um, on the set of America's Got Talent, which they both worked, she talked about discrimination and how she didn't feel comfortable with it, and there's not a lot of inclusion. It's not, it's not very diverse. Terry Crews, there was no reason for him to do this. No one asked him to do this. He stepped out on his own and he simply said, 
Nah, that ain't true. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. That ain't true. There was no reason for him to do that. <laughs> then after Gabby pulled out receipts, he backtracked and was like, oh, dang, that's my fault. You know, I shouldn't have stepped on her toes like that. So now let's keep it moving. <laughs> so, so no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> so now after he tears down Queen Gabby, <laughs> this man struggles to find work. He's not on TV shows. He's not on any movies. <laughs> and then Netflix comes along and puts out a movie called John Henry. Oh, God. That and in John Henry, it stars Terry Crews in Ludacris, which if you saw on paper, you'd be like, oh, shit, this ain't bad. Terry Crews and Ludacris in a movie? You gave us this steaming turd oh, shit. that you streamed on my TV. And that most of America only streamed because we heard about how bad it was and thought it would be funny to watch how bad this movie was. <laughs> that movie was so bad. It was so bad that I would pay Netflix to take it down. Like, I'd pay my own money just to say, hey, Netflix, please take this down. You are an embarrassment to black people with that movie that you put out. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You, you are. And t you know what, Terry? <laughs> you <laughs> I hope I never see Terry Crews. I really hope I never see Terry Crews. Firework video. What are you doing, Terry? Bro, Terry, what are you listen, doing? I will have all of this same energy for Terry Crews if I ever saw Terry Crews in life. Well, are you ready Terry to hear Cruz, what he tweeted? What, what, what did Terry have to say? <laughs> so, apparently, Terry Crews tweeted that... Let's not let the Black Lives Matter movement transform into Black Lives Are Better. And he was recently a guest on the Don Lemon show. And he was just like, although, but like, I will say this. I do not fully agree with what Terry was saying, but he did bring up some good points. But one thing that he just needs to realize is that just because you have a platform doesn't mean you have to say everything. Like, you need to think through what um, happens because what ends up happening, although I do although I do agree with what he was saying, it's just like just because somebody doesn't view the movement the same way as you, being an African-American person, do not refer to them as an Uncle Tom or a coon or a sellout because that's not always the case because I, I said this in the first episode. I approve of the protests, but I wasn't a fan of the riots. That's just me. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, talking to some people. They have said that I was a sellout for saying that. And I'm like, I'm not because... I still believe in justice, but I just feel like, you know, tearing down stuff isn't the point. Like, especially since like some of the businesses that were torn down and I'm not talking about the instances where the white people were tearing it down, but I'm talking about where black people were tearing stuff down. There were some black businesses got that, that got destroyed during this stuff. And it's just like, that's counterproductive. How like, so like I was called a sellout for that, but like, come on, man, you got to think about what you're saying because what ends up happening because like I, um, we put, we'll post a link, um, of a, of the interview between him and Don Lemons. And what happened is if you look at the comments, you have all the people who are supporters of the All Lives Matter movement and people who are just like, fuck Black Lives Matter. They're sitting here talking like, see, um, Don Lemons is, is, is horrible for keep interrupting him. Like people, they're eating this up. The enemy is eating this up because I like, see if black people feel this way. All black people should feel this way because he's black and he gets it like. And that's why he should shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, I mean, like, it's just like, and even just watching him, 
You can tell that he was struggling. Like, but yeah, because if you also watched, he didn't do any research. Right. He asked him, why isn't Black Lives Matter standing up for black on black crime? If you look at what Black Lives Matter stands for, that's not that's not their objective. Black Lives Matter has an objective, and, and black-on-black violence is not their objective. Their objective is solely to help with eliminating police brutality for minorities. Right. So for him to stand up and make an asinine comment like that... It takes away from the movie. Right. And then when Don Lemon corrects you and says, hey, well, white-on-white crime is just as high, you want to deflect that comment. So you can jump on to the whole All Lives Matter movement directly. Terry Crews, shut the fuck up, man. Just stop fucking talking. You are a waste of a fucking human being. Just stop (laughs) fucking talking, dude. We don't want any more shitty movies. We don't want any more of your tweets. Just go crawl back in the hole that you came from and disappear. I find it hard to understand how a man from Flint, Michigan... I have tons of friends from Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan is a rough-ass place. Flint, Michigan has some of the realest motherfuckers you'd ever meet in your life. And this guy came from there, dude. I I, I genuinely don't see it. Like, I don't. Terry Crews, um, y'all can at Terry Crews and tell Terry Crews I said this. If Terry Crews would like to come on the show, he could definitely come on the show and defend himself. And I'll tell him to his face that he should shut the fuck up. So that's all I got to say on Terry Crews because I'm tired of Terry Crews. I hate him. Let's let's. Matter of fact, we gonna take a quick break. We'll holler at y'all after the break. Hey, what's good, everybody? If you're feeling the sounds of this podcast, the beats in the background, they're all put together by my homeboy Jet. You can check out his website jet-carter.com once again that's jet-carter.com or you can hit him up on ig his ig is jet period dot jet period dot all right y'all let's get back to the show yo 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 and we back uh now we're moving on to my least favorite segment of each week (sighs) name your price and for those who don't know what that is that's when jay gives me a preposterous idea and how to name how much i would it would cost for me to do that task so what's the damage this week bro all right here we go this one is not as severe okay thank here God. we go here we go here we go all right so we both know that we're both educators mm-hmm. and for my people who are listening to this podcast that gives you the upper hand you don't work with children so the way we'll do this is we'll pretend it's the teacher's work day okay there's no children at school okay. at all no children just adults it's a teacher's work day Okay. Name your price to show up to work naked. <laughs> wow. You got to do the whole work day. The whole work day? to 2.05. Got to be naked. <laughs> Name your price. All right. So, I'm going to finesse the fuck out of this. I'm going to be real with you. Oh, God. So, there's a side door near my bedroom. <laughs> and I have an office, right? So I would show up, let's say, let's say $75,000. I would show up okay. through that side door, run to my room, butt-ass naked, <laughs> go into the room, keep the band room light off and the door shut, and then I would be sitting in my office 
with the light on and work. And then as soon as the end of the day hit, I'm going to dash back to my car. See, there's a hole in your theory. Uh Uh-oh. You know that with teachers' work days, there's usually always a general meeting for everyone. Uh, How are you going to finesse your way through this meeting is my question. (laughs) Due to the current climate of (laughs) COVID-19, I don't feel comfortable being around you sick motherfuckers because y'all don't wear a mask. Finesse game on fleek. So your price is? (laughs) $75,000. That's almost one year's salary as as for us yeah. here in Virginia as educators. It's not a bad deal. Not at all. Not and a, then on top see, of that, you know, like somebody, the only thing I would have to explain is these teachers that have been secretly plotting on me. Now, yeah, that would be a big issue. For me, uh, I'm just going to, shit, I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to go 100, I'm going to go 100,000. Okay. Just so that way I can even it off. And take days off of work if I want to. <laughs> and the bad part, the difference between you and I, I feel like you would be the nigga that would be like, you know what? I'm going to take a stroll in the hallway. Oh, I don't care. I'm not ashamed of this. Uh, what Beyonce say? This beautiful body. I'm not ashamed. I, I'm like an OnlyFans account. You got to pay just to even get a preview, bro. Oh, player. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm down. Uh, the only thing would be explaining to the missus, but she'd be fine when she right. see that 100000 laying on the right. bed. I know her. Knowing my luck, I would have just dropped something, bent over to pick it up for oh my walk. God. <laughs> the last thing you need is Doctor. a principal walking Man, in. Man, my principal walking in like Mister <laughs> Rawls. Seeing that chocolate starfish. It's not. It's not. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like. Right. <laughs> She let her hair down. This is something I've been meaning to tell you. Like, <laughs> this is some professional development. Not right. professionally developed me. Oh, God. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, man. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Break. So yes. if you want to be a guest, yes. I mean, <laughs> be prepared for that. Yes. All righty. So, whew. okay. I got to get my life back together after that one. All right, cool. So moving on, man. Um, have you ever, have you ever just looked at at rich people and they talk about their struggles with their millions of dollars and you're just like shut the fuck up like just just shut up just like terry cruz man so robert de niro (laughs) there was an article that was released recently talking about how uh robert de niro says that he'll be lucky to make 7.5 million dollars this year due to coronavirus what (laughs) and i'm sitting here like bro not disclosing how much I make, I would kill <laughs> to make that much money. Like, bro, like you're only making seven point five million dollars, and that's a problem. And like, just reading the verbiage in this, like the lawyer said that his income takes a nosedive due to coronavirus. Sheesh. And the crazy thing was how he realized this. The news, the news was revealed in a court after in court after his estranged wife. Grace Hightower asked for an emergency order to double up her monthly, monthly American Express credit card limit from $50,000 to $100,000. First of all, I wish my wife (laughs) would do that. Second of all, the reason why he's complaining about this is because he says he lives a lavish lifestyle and he doesn't want to cut back. Bro, you know how many times average people, I've had to sacrifice hbo sometimes i've had to go and let some bills get paid like go without being paid (laughs) like life hack 
and don't do this for real, but if you ever had to let a bill go and something get cut off, let it be your phone bill so nobody can call you to remind you about the other bills. Yeah. But, man, it's so just crazy. As long as you got Wi-Fi, you're good. Right. But I'm just sitting here like this man is sitting here complaining about $7.5 million. And I'm eating ramen noodles, like, from the 20th until the 30th when I get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, man, rich people just piss me off, man. Shit, like, I've been there. Like, I get, like, my heart goes out to the people who's... who's <laughs> Whose whose income really did suffer during Corona, but come on, man, you just had to adjust your lifestyle, man. Right, like that's like, come on, like you can survive off. If I can survive off of what I'm making, and it's nowhere near what you're making, you can adjust your lifestyle a little bit. I mean, hey, he's only making seven million dollars this year. Only, so such a struggle. All right, so getting back on our current theme, which is relationships, um, within this C block, um. We'll start here with Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon sat down with reality star Evelyn Lozado um, on his show, Nick Cannon Morning Show on Power 106. And during their conversation, um, uh, Nick kind of stepped out there and uh, had some spicy talk. He pretty much said men don't believe in monogamy because they don't feel it's in their DNA. Um, Nick said he loves the romantic side of things and the aspect of love. But once a woman wants to live together, he gets scared. Um, okay. A few things. I think, I think he got part of it right. I don't think any, well, a lot of us have sat back and said, oh, well, it's in my DNA, you know, to want to be with multiple women. I've never felt that way at all myself, but there was a time I can definitely say like him where I loved uh, spending time with a woman. I love dating a woman. I love being around a woman. But the thought of having to live with her 24-7 kind of made me nervous. Right. You know, because when you're just dating and you're visiting each other and things like that, there's always that sense of when I feel a certain type of way or if I'm just ready to be alone, I can go home (laughs) and be alone. Right. Or she can go home and be alone. But once you live together, you don't have that. And one of the biggest things that I'll attribute to that is like... um, the first time I ever lived with a woman, we got into a big, you know, argument. And after we had the argument, it was a little nuts that I had to sit on one end of the couch and she sat on one end of the couch staring at each other kind of like, okay, so who going to leave? You know, and I'm like, well, well, hell, I'm I'm not leaving. This my house. You know, and she's like, I'm not leaving. This my house. So, you know, we both wound up sitting in the house being pissed off at each other, which just led to things making us, you know, feel a lot worse. So I feel like Nick is kind of onto something with a lot of guys, um, you know, starting to have interesting feelings when it comes to uh, men and women staying together. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think that it's a DNA thing. What do yeah. you think about it? Man, I'm going to just be quick with this one. Along with uh, wanting to be like, you know, polygamy, along with that not being in my DNA, what, what else is not in my DNA is dying. I do not like the idea of dying. Let me tell my wife. Hey, guess what? Uh, I think it's cool and all that we stay married, but uh, I want to have some other women in the mix. Y'all will be looking for a new co-host because I will be dead. So, um, to those who want to do that, power to you. And I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of theories out there, but that's just not for me. I I value living too much. So, yeah. Um, But, (laughs) you know we had to talk about this. Um, It's been trending all weekend. As y'all know, last week we were talking about Jada Pickett-Smith, Will Smith, and uh, August Alcina. Because, you know, for those who aren't familiar with it, 
There was a statement released by August talking about his relationship with with Jada and while he was promoting his new album. And he had a blessing from Will Smith. And originally, they had said that they were not releasing a statement. Until Friday. And they released a statement. And they released a statement. Jada pulled herself to the red table. <laughs> and talked about her entanglement. Not her relationship. Her entanglement with August Alsina. And it's... It's so many things to dive into this, first of all. Like, for starters, if you just look at the body language, facial expressions of both of them, you can tell that they still haven't fully worked past it. Right. Uh, the whole time, Will looked like he was either just finished crying or he was about to cry. There's a few times where he was like, oh, I, like, you can tell by the tone of his voice. Like, when she used, like, yeah, I was in an entanglement. He was like, oh, an entanglement. <laughs> like, you can tell that, like, they probably, like, you know, went at it after they got off and then to make matters worse they close out like i know what they were trying to do they close out the whole red table thing by making a callback to about a bad boys quote um where the one that were like bad boys for life and they said bad marriage for life and i'm just like come on y'all like if you're gonna release a statement all you had to do was say this happened four years ago we worked past it and we're good now but Giving more information that they gave, it's just so many. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, where do you? Where is a lot to tackle with this? Where do you um, want to start? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So this is just my opinion. My opinion in no way, you know, reflects the opinion of uh, this podcast or Trey. Just reflects the opinion of me. Um, I feel like it was bullshit. I felt like it's okay. All right. So here we go. If I'm going to release a statement and when I'm giving that statement, it's going to be on my production company in my estate hosted by me. There's no one asking me the pressing questions that people want to know. Right. And I felt like a lot of people still walked away from that interview with a lot of pressing questions. I think. She dodged a lot of different things. I think she played the victim the entire time instead of just stepping up and saying, yeah, you know, this happened. Um, he wasn't lying and just going through it that way. She she tried to she tried to use all of these fancy words to 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 get to the point of what was going on until that one moment where Will kind of pressed her on it when she was like, well, yeah. You know, me and him had an entanglement, you know, and then, of course, Will was like, OK, entanglement, you know, like you had a relationship, you know, like he kind of called her out on that on that one moment. But I think that's the only thing he called her out on. Um, last week, we talked about how um, her and August had a relationship, but August never said they had sex. Um, she never said they had sex either. So I feel like if it was a relationship, but they were never physical then it's just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, you know, they were just using each other, you know, for peace and, and, and just not wanting to feel alone. That's fine. But I mean, if there's sex involved, then things get convoluted because if you were there to truly help this man, help heal this man, like you claim you were, you having sex with him should not have been part of what was going on because if someone's hurting and you know, they're hurting and, and you're truly trying to be there to help them having sex with them is not really healing them um i feel like it's interesting as well because for that red table talk i would have loved to seen jaden smith there 
Because if I recall, him and August Alcina was friends. Do you know that if I found out one of my friends was putting it down with my mom? <laughs> first of all, we ain't cool no more. And second of all, we got to fight. Right. So I felt like there's that question. I mean, what's the relationship between those two guys after that? No one sitting here saying Will was perfect. Will probably had his own shit going on as well mm-hmm. from what they were talking about at the red table. But I felt like where things got messed up was when you messed around with this guy that you knew had issues and wasn't all together. And it caused this whole big stir up within the marriage. Right. Having an open marriage is fine, but you have to know, as Will said, who you're dealing with. You were dealing with a guy who was broken. And for some reason, you thought that was okay. That was that was bad. That was very, very bad. Mm -hmm. I hope that these two are able to work you know, work through this. I truly do. I never wish to see black love fall apart. Right. They're two of our, I mean, one of our iconic couples as a, a black couple. And I really hope to see them move past this, get, get stronger within their union. And, um, I hope that their marriage really prospers after mm-hmm. that. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, like now the thing I don't agree with is people are literally for lack of better words, slut shaming, um, Jada, they're talking about like she's horrible for cheating on Will. She's a hoe. Da 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 da. da. I'm like, first of all, there's a difference between what's right, what right and wrong, and what just doesn't look right. Like, for example, you can have somebody who, like, if somebody were to mess with a child, that's completely wrong. But if if a person end up starting a relationship with somebody after they turn 18 and they kind of like was there while they were growing up by law it's not wrong but it just doesn't look right and that's how i view this situation so like my whole thing is like yeah she didn't cheat because they both said that they mutually agreed that they were separated at the time it was it was um indefinite and yes i know the whole how the laws work in virginia not virginia lord how the laws work in the united states with divorce you got to be separated legally for a year yada yada but at the end of the day they both alluded to the fact that they were both doing their own thing during this time. So what I, what I've been hating seeing is people dragging this woman through the dirt, talking about like, she's a hoe doing all this stuff. I'm like, that's messed up because she's not. And like one thing I was talking about, it was like, and even if she was outside of the realms of the relationship, what really bothers me is that, um, it happens in everyday life, but especially with our celebrities, when you find out that these male superstars are um, going outside of their relationships, yeah, they might get a little bit of shit for a little bit, but then it goes under the rug. Like they're dragging Jada through the dirt. Like Jay Z, when he cheated on Beyonce, if that I still don't think that was real. No, like, I wasn't. But like his his record his record sales went up. Nobody canceled Jay Z. All that stuff. Even with Lemonade and, like, you know, Becky with the good hair, nobody ever canceled Jay-Z. People are dragging her name through the dirt with all of this. And it's crazy. And like you said also with the whole August thing, um, with it being um, Jaden's friend, like you said, I feel the same way. Like, that's, 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 like, just think about it. Think about bringing your homeboy home and then, like, you find out later down the road that your mom and them, that's, 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 that's beyond me. But um, some positive things that I can take away from it is that that was a really dark time for them, but they worked past it. And the fact that that was four years ago, first of all, like they said, they were just confused that it was coming up again because they had dealt with it and all that stuff. But they at the end of the day, like one thing that we need to take away is that 
if you understand your partner, you can go through hell and high water with them and still come out on the other side positive. So I commend them for being able to talk. And like, even the like the crazy thing about that is that, um, throughout the whole time, like you never saw them like visible, like you never saw them like cuss at each other. They were very respectful to each other. They were talking, they still show mad love for each other and all that stuff. But it's just like, at the end of the day, it's not our relationship. So we just need to mind our own business. Right. Because some of the people who are talking the most shit, y'all have nothing. Thanks. And like, just let them do them. Like I didn't, that's, that's how I feel with a lot of celebrity news. Like, okay, cool. Who cares if they're fucking this or they're, dating this like get over yourself like worry about yourself because you're sitting over here talking about them while you laying in your side piece's bed so if i, I wasn't aiming for you but if i hit you i didn't mean to miss you um but yeah man that was that's just crazy but to combat that there was another very in- interesting statement that went forward what's your opinion what what comes to your mind when you hear the term consciously uncoupled um <laughs> A fancy way of saying, hey, we not together anymore. Um, I think it's beautiful. I wish I would have known that phrase back when I was in high school and in college. That's a sweet way of saying, hey, I'm not, I don't want to fuck with you no more. What do you think? Bro, I think that's the light skin way of saying it, man. Like, you know, like you've seen all these memes talking about the dark skins versus light skin. I can see a dark skin brother just being like, yeah, we done. And then the light skin, hey, girl. We've been together for a little while now, and uh, I think it's time that we just consciously uncouple. <laughs> I hope you have no hard feelings. I hope we can still be friends after all this, but uh, <laughs> maybe we can do it one more time and then just call it quits, you know? <laughs> to break down <laughs> to break down what we're talking about, Darius Rucker and Beth Leonard are um, pretty much separating, and instead of saying that they're separating, they decided on their statement that they... They're just going to be consciously uncoupled. If you're unfamiliar who Darius Rucker is, uh, Darius Rucker is the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, for those of you guys out there who are in entanglements and you're trying to get out of those entanglements, um, that would be definitely the perfect way for you to get out of that entanglement. I mean, make it clear to that woman, hey, we've been messing around for a while. So I think it's time that we consciously uncouple. I feel like Facebook should make that make that a status it right need, now, bro. Like it, it needs to entangle <laughs> and consciously. Be, <laughs> yes, that should be a relationship status. But you can't just say consciously uncouple. You had to use the light skin voice. Yo, girl, we're consciously uncoupled. Right. That's I got to say it, bro. So, oh, so when you get when you shooting that shot and she say, "Don't you got a girlfriend?" Nah, we consciously nah, nah, we consciously uncoupled. <laughs> you know that entanglement was toxic, so we decided. Right. <laughs> I'm bringing myself to the red table. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, like, we're about to wrap up soon. Uh, last week, we asked y'all to send in. Uh, we asked the ladies out there to send in their stories of, of the worst dates they've ever been on. And we have four ones that we found really funny. One thing we forgot to say last week, when we have y'all send in this stuff, you will remain anonymous because we don't know who's listening. We don't want to be talking about uh, the dude you went out with last week. And then next thing you know, like, oh, so you think you funny? Right. So shit, you may um, want to run for president one day. Right. And so like once once y'all consciously uncouple and then like that comes up, we don't want to cause any pro- problems. Right. But both Jay and I have two each. I'm gonna knock mine out real quick and then I'm passing mic to Jay. Um, one of our one of our followers, she sent in one saying that the date itself wasn't bad, but after the date, 
the dude said he didn't believe that there was a higher power <laughs> and would call every five minutes blowing up her phone just to be ignored by her and then he would leave a voicemail crying on the answer machine keeps saying no one loves me and this happened a lot and like due to the personal relationship i have with this person i really wish they would have recorded themselves saying this but man it is hilarious just thinking like i i just imagine like from friday when the dude got his chain snatched that's who i pictured when she was talking about this so like that one was just like that <laughs> so if y'all have ever had somebody cry on the first date please tell us about that too um also another person sent in one earlier today they were talking about there was a time she went on a guy with a date that she met in the gym and when uh uh she had the drive which was cool but like it just kind of like it was just a, a red flag because she's like okay you asked me on a date yet i'm driving myself you should at least pick me up but yeah so they're there and the bartender asked them for their drink orders and he was like i'll be back and went to the restroom and disappeared for a long time um so just so he wouldn't have to pay for her drink eventually he did come back and buy himself a drink and he and, and he wanted her to treat him like pay for his drinks and pay for his food she was like sure i hope you enjoy that one drink because this will be the last time you'll be conversing with me so not only did this queen shut this man down she did it like like a boss like literally if a mic drop was a person it would be the person who sent that in <laughs> what about you bro oh man okay so the first one i got um was actually from a um listener who was telling the story on behalf of their homegirl she said my homegirl got invited on a day trip to philly and when she got there <laughs> the man sneakily made her go dutch on everything that they did even the cheap shit that they participated in which is nuts man if you are gonna step out and be that guy who are bringing people out of town for something you gotta kind of make it clear whether you're paying for it or not you can't have the fluid out treatment no you cannot be mr um fluing them out and then they gotta pay for everything that come on man that's broke dude energy dog and the next one is kind of long but i really like the story so i'm gonna read it um this one is from um we'll call her listener number four she said okay it's three dates the third one is the bad one when i was in the army uh in a unit didn't have many black girls and even fewer gay ones so when i did see one we usually had the i see you too look so my unit had a joint training with another unit this black girl i made eye contact with in training walked up to me afterwards and she was asking me questions and shit but i'm not immediately thinking she feeling me she asked me out and i'm shook because she fine so i say yeah and we hang out once it was cool so i'm excited about this we talking on the phone more often and she starts bringing me food so i'm like we about to fuck she comes to the <laughs> bed she comes to the barracks one day and i'm looking at her from the balcony she want me to come down first i'm like nah just come up she gets an attitude so then i start walking downstairs when i get to the bottom she drives off so at this point we had only been on one date so when she calmed down we go on a second date she had an attitude the whole time because i got a headache in the middle of the date and she said i wasn't paying enough attention to her 
I'm like, you can take me home then. We get back to the barracks and she wants to come up. We start fooling around, just grinding and shit. And she way more into it than I am. But it's cool. So I'm not going to stop her. Then she looks at me and says, why the fuck you not moaning? <laughs> like she was pissed. We still had on jeans. It wasn't all that. So after she comes in her jeans, she gets up mad. I wasn't more enthusiastic and goes to the bathroom. She talking to herself the whole time she in there. And I'm trying to figure out how to get her the fuck out. So after a few weeks of not talking, she hits me up wanting to meet up. My dumb ass said, yes, we meet up at a golden corral. We talking and I tell her I don't want to hang out anymore. And she loses it. She's yelling and storming out as she is trying to leave the parking lot. She slams her car into a parked car. So everybody comes out and is looking at her. And I ask if she want me to stay and help her. She asks me, why the fuck you still talking to me? So I left. Oh, wow. That was a fucking lot. That was beautiful. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I need you to make a YouTube video with a dramatic reenactment. Like, oh, my yes, God. That's, that was great. Look, if anyone listening does the little animation things, like the cartoon animations, this would be a perfect, perfect story one, for you to do cartoon animations with. Man, but hey, next week we got a good subject. Uh, and I have a few stories about this one. Send in a story about when you found out that you were cheated on. And just Definitely. talk about that. Uh, make it. You can make it funny. You can make it serious. Um, we prefer people record themselves because there's a way that you tell the story. We won't do it justice because it didn't happen to us. Right. But if you want us to read it, that's cool. You can send us. Um, you can send it through our social medias, Instagram, the session underscore seven five seven underscore, and then on Twitter, the session nine. Um, also, again, we just want to thank y'all for all the love and support. A lot definitely, of you all have been definitely. talking about. Um, wanted us to upload more than once a week we're gonna start off with one for now until we get a more following but like hey if our schedules allow it and y'all really help us push this brand further um we can get something rolling um we're in the process of working on getting a website setting up a store we just got a guy lined up to have shirts do the mask all this stuff so we're on the move we need your help um and if you want to help out and support the, the the movement like we will be starting some type of uh, revenue, like some type of fundraiser towards the podcast so that we can give you better content. We have a lot of things planned for you all. And we we are we are doing our work, but we need just y'all to help us out and push this out there. Even if it's as simple as, hey, showing your friend at work. Hey, I listened to this. This is really dope. Um, continue to send in your stuff. We really love hearing from y'all, these interactions and all that stuff. Um, but... We could talk for hours. This is pretty long. Yes, yes. Um, but that's all I had to say, man. Like, we appreciate everything that y'all been doing for us. We really enjoying doing this. Um, anything you want to say, bro? Man, nothing other than um, we're excited to be on Google Podcast now. Mm-hmm. And we want to say um, thank you for tuning in to all of our Google listeners. Thank you for tuning in to all of our day one SoundCloud listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, please... Keep your keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. We're doing big things, and we're doing all of this stuff for you guys. Right. So please rock with us. Continue to rock with us. We love you guys. Right. We got one more thing. We've been doing shout outs every episode. Um, this week we want to shout out Vans because on Blackout yes. Tuesday they literally shut down their website. Yes. Talking about try to before you purchase from us, 
try to go to a black owned company and support them like that's just commendable because you don't know how much money they might have missed out on vans aren't my go-to shoes but if you need a, mo- a reason to buy some vans that's a good enough yeah, reason so shout out to y'all um one love peace and chicken grease we'll tune in next week and i hope you rock- continue to rock with us peace and blessings peace